you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Living in God's Rhyme, the podcast where Tim and Dave talk about faith, Christianity, poetry, which is top of our list, top of our list, family and the fun things that come into our head. His name's Tim. Uh, hello, everybody. And uh, now that you know who I am, welcome to the podcast. And I would like to say that, yes, this uh, is all based around poetry, but number one thing is God. Yes. <laughs> and what he has done for us. Uh, and we're going to talk about that today. Yes, we are, I think. Yes, we are. Um, folks, we hope you enjoyed the Peter Foxwell interviews. I know Tim and I really enjoyed the uh, conversation we had, the interview itself. So, well, uh, let me let, let me add one thing to that, Dave. Yeah, I when I sent Peter the uh, link to the last, second uh, part of the podcast and thanked him for uh, doing this, he sent the email back. He sent me, told me that he thoroughly enjoyed the the time spent the interview. Oh, good. That's oh, nice. Uh, yes, uh -huh. we have a. Uh, one happy customer. Yeah, and folks, uh, if you're listening to this now, please go back and listen to it. Um, we want to make sure that his words get out. Uh, I believe everything Tim says about him, about how, about seriously, what a what a great great man he is. I, I we I think we all learned that. But anyways, let's let's move on to today. All right? Okay. What are we talking let's about? Let's move today? on. Today we're going to talk about. We're going to read and discuss poems about man's rebellion against God and what it has done and what we can do about it. Um, so far, I hope you're ready for this, folks. It's uh, something I've uh, thought about for a long time on the podcast. Uh, and I was just waiting to be uh, for the time that God said, Tim, let's go ahead and do this now. And well, here we go. Uh, All right. Our first poem is from God's Rhyme. I think the page number is wrong, Dave. I said page 41. And, okay, I'm uh, just going to sneak over here. Oh, it's, it's, it's the last poem in the book, uh, other than the concluding poem. So forgive me. Uh, I did not mean that to be done in a rebellious way, <laughs> but it is not page 41. So I will. Okay. Just go to the end of the book, or if you go in the go into the uh, index. Page one forty one. You were 141. so close. One forty one. Thank you. Yes, page one forty one. I will fix that in the show notes right now. One. You know what? Uh, I I'm trying. I'm not. I, I'm not trying to put this off. But anyway, I uh, I spell checked everything this time, oh. and then when it came up, I double checked to make sure that what I put was what I wanted. I did not find that I missed a one in 141. Well, you know, if, if that's all you missed, that's not a bad deal. Okay, no, it was pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Called Brokenhearted. A chosen people led to a land promised by God, and in another land, God chosen by the people. Part one, the promised land. After the fall of man, sin prevailed. There were times when sin was hailed amid that sin in which the world regaled lived the people, God's chosen ones. 
throughout their history in Old Testament times through prosperity and captivity, perils and dangers, whether living a promise or amidst strangers, they were at times distracted from looking toward the manger. Though they had the law all around, they saw the previous the perversions of idols as their faith became idle. If they could only have seen God at the end of the prophecies, knowing what it would mean, would they have forsaken idolatry? The rebellion, the forgiveness again and again and over again. God's chosen people since the time in the garden sinned and mocked their father creator. Then the sacrifice of a spotless lamb of wool to forgive the sins of their hearts so full. Year after year, tear after tear, a new sacrifice for the afterlife. After so many years and so many tears, the ultimate sacrifice had to be made. Sorrow upon sorrow left no time to borrow. And uh, we can take some time to discuss this because uh, there are four parts to this poem. Uh, this is just uh, <clears throat> how, well, of course, you know, the, the original sin in the Garden of Eden uh, and after that, you, you read through the Old Testament and you see the uh, God's chosen ones who uh, follow his, will, his word and for time and uh, are faithful to him. And then some in different ways are uh, subdued and uh, influenced by uh, other peoples and their gods. And they rebel against God. It's it's uh, in the, the in the Bible many times they're called an adulterous people in that they're praying and worshiping another God other than the God, their God. And it's just uh, it's there, and it's uh it's part of man's nature. And once sin became real, once the sin became part of our our being. Yeah, it it that uh, the the one line you say, sinned and mocked their the, their father creator. That's basically what you were just told talking about. Yeah, yeah, mocking him. Why would you do that? Well, yeah, but you just. Uh, I mean, it doesn't come naturally. Well, uh, I'm not sure how to answer that one. We yeah. have a sinful nature now. So it's easier for us to get caught up in in that we perhaps maybe feel that we get um, we can do more of what we as a as a as a human want to do satisfy our our sinful lust quicker. I mean, mm -hmm. your sin's not going to be satisfied. The only way it's going to be satisfied through God is for it to be forgiven. And the, your desire to have it removed, right? So, uh, but we'll we'll read a little further and see what happens. Before we go on, I have one yep. question: idolatry. Is that a real word? Yes, idolatry. Yes, I'm sorry. The worship, uh, the worship of idols. Yeah, okay, That's, I read that. In a while. Is that a made-up word? Because <laughs> I make up words once in a while. I, mean, you I know, do, too. Yeah, do but it's like, I'm sure glad you didn't have to try and and uh, find a rhyme for that, for that word. Of course, it probably wouldn't be hard. 
but I, yeah, I, yeah, idolatry. Well, it's supposed to. It has the uh, es the e on the end of it. Prophecies and idolatry. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't mean to change the subject there. It's just okay. I saw that word, man. I thought, wow, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. There, was a lot, there, there, there has there was a lot of that. There still is a lot of idolatry going on. I agree, okay. and. And and you may get into this. I don't know, but as I haven't read the rest of the poem, I mean, I've read it years ago, but when you gave me the book. But in part of the Ten Commandments is, "Thou shalt have no other god but me." Before me. Before me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, so if you've got God, you you have no need, and you see no need for other gods. Exactly. False gods, idols. Yeah. Because all other gods are false gods. True. Okay. Right. I'm, yeah. Sorry. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. We need to get your brain cleared. <laughs> okay. Uh, part two. God as a man. So, God through Jesus by human birth became man to become one of his own creation, to live in this world as one of us so he could complete his saving plan. Jesus, one with God, humbled himself the ultimate sacrifice to pay the price, not by earthly deeds or self, but by his precious shed blood. Not a sacrifice to be repeated year after year. Jesus died for sins from the time in the garden, now until the end of days, so we may stand before God without fear. Hmm. Jesus took the place of the the sacrifices that were required in the Old Testament for the forgiveness of sins mm-hmm. um, that really never it never it never lasted had it had one sacrifice lasted you wouldn't have had them every month Jesus has come and as the ultimate sacrifice the final sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins for all for all times Right. The thing is, you have to believe that, accept it, and accept and, and through God's grace, you will have that eternal salvation, the eternal hope that will get you through today. Okay, sorry, I had a thought. That's a, I'm sorry, but that's you know God. God, there was a you know. God has a plan. God's in control, and. This was the point that he sent Jesus. Right. Hmm. So we were just talking about uh, Jesus and the sacrifice that he had made for us. And that Mm -hmm. that being part of God's plan. And uh, let's see where that has led us. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Part three, the days anew. Then, as an hour in a day of a thousand years, a people persecuted for their faith left where they could no longer stay. Their ocean voyage, a second journey to the promised land, believing they were fulfilling what God had planned. As Israel became the first Jerusalem, America was to become as a new Jerusalem. And I'm going to interject in here that uh, I got that from a book by an author named... uh, Jewish, I'm sorry, Jonathan Kahn, uh, 
Jewish convert to Christianity, uh, and there's a lot of good books out. But uh, I had uh, I read the book uh, on that one, and I'll have to remember the book's name. It's at the bottom of my show notes here. Okay. And uh, that's that's what that's why that's in there. Uh, the uh, pilgrims coming for a new Jerusalem, uh, and that's simply coming from his book. And uh, I will continue from there. And then I, we were talking about the Pilgrim's second voyage, or the vo- a voyage uh, to the promised land. Mm-hmm. God prevailed, a people thrived, the land was hailed for those deprived. Now able to worship, to pray to God without the kingship commands of man. With the world interrupted and lives were corrupted, idols revered, God not feared. As in ages before, though a revival or two, man still ate from the tree of strife. They were so many more than a few, never, not ever, were seeing their life. So we were founded as a Christian, uh, you know, based on Christians were fleeing uh, from churches in Europe, and they, uh, they came here for religious freedom so they could worship as they pleased without government intervention or fear of whatever others thought of them. And after a while, yes, there still was a group of people that that were faithful believers, but as the population grows, again, you get those who begin to worship idols and uh, walk away from, from God. And the more that people do that, the more people are attracted to that type of worship. Yeah, we are kind of a group of followers, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So it just it's it, that's just the way of saying okay, there is a a, a good reason, and the, and the reason was God, and what He has done for people of faith to come to the United to come to America. But as in times past, history repeated itself. Where you ended up, and you know, for I would say that you know, for a good part of our time as as a nation, uh, we have been faithful to God. The majority have been faithful to God for a good part of our time as a nation. But yeah, I uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. So let's go on to part four. Okay. Yesterday and today. The chosen ones, worshiping false gods, sacrificed their children on altars of sin. Hundreds, thousands, breathing now dead, hoping, forgetting, denying God. Now today, a people who chose God are taking their children, those unborn, and though not understanding the sacrifice, are killing their children at the altar of Satan. There are those today who believe we are falling, again, falling and flailing as we turn as we turn not just our backs but our hearts from god as those before us so do we burn yesterday today and tomorrow worshiping all but what is right seeking then reeking lying in sin rebelling openly and eagerly in his sight for 70 years in old testament times jerusalem besieged taken captive by babylon today the new jerusalem can look to the future to destruction by the rise of the new Babylon. 
and uh, where Babylon, New Babylon is going to be. It's mentioned in the book of Revelation. Uh, I don't know, but I do know that uh, a mighty city will be more important than the nation that we are living in today. And we have come to the point, and this, was, this poem was written in uh, 2015, and a lot has changed in our country since then. And I, we are, as a nation, are further from God as we, I think we have ever been. And uh, there are fewer of us Christians around who truly believe the word of God and uh, will follow the word of God over the word of man. And, you know, we started out with hope, uh, promises, and we've ended up where the world seems to want, always end up after the after the forbidden fruit was eaten in the Garden of Eden. Man's first sin carries through to the day. Yeah. You know, uh, throughout history, two things have prevailed. God's prevailed, and so has sin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, you know, you think you get rid of it. One person gets rid of it in their life, but then there's that person standing right next to them who yeah. will never get rid of it. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you see it every day. Yeah. Part five. Okay. Yes. Part five is called The Brokenhearted. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The weight of the sins of the world, past, present, and yet to come, how unbearable that must have been, accepting the just punishment for our sin. And I'm going to take a break here. And I just, when I think, I, when I think about the death on the cross for my sins, and it was a, it was a death I deserved. Mm -hmm. And I, and you read in the Bible the what was done to Jesus, the pain that was inflicted upon him, and then that pain of hanging on the cross. And, uh, I mean, there is a love there that is just impossible for me to completely understand. I accept it. I appreciate it. I am thankful for it. But uh, a love like that is just, for me, on hard duck. I, I don't think I can understand the full depth of it. Oh, I don't think any of us can. Yeah, which goes back to God saying, you know, your ways are not my ways, and my ways are not your ways. Right, right. So, okay, I'll, I'll continue on in this one. <clears throat> and we just talked about, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The weight of the sins of the world, past, present, and yet to come, how unbearable. That must have been accepting the just punishment for our sin. And does God cry, my children, my children, why have you forsaken me? I have loved you. I have always loved you, even in your rebellion, even in your sinful nature. I have sacrificed a part of myself to cleanse you of your sins. How does one heal the heart of God? We who believe must show others, our sisters and brothers, the love of God, the saving grace of Jesus, so that in finding everlasting life before the end of their earthly existence, they will see his face. 
Hmm. Be faithful. Follow God's word. Follow where he leads us. Um, be faithful. Share your faith with others. Spread the gospel. Go where God leads you and, and know that uh, something that I have learned and need to remind myself of every once in a while, like probably every day, that I don't have to be afraid because the Holy Spirit is leading me. I just have to be open to that. Right. And I think that's how we help heal God's heart. I mean, I don't know that we, you know, we... I'm probably getting way off track here again on, on things that <laughs> no, that's uh, okay. have trouble expressing. But, you know, I, I talk about God's broken heart. Well, we, I don't know as, as humans can, I don't know how, how the, his broken heart is broken. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen God face to face. And his broken heart may be healed as soon as it's broken. I don't know. And I don't want to continue on that, this, uh, this line of uh, talk. But just that we, uh, doing the good work that God gives us to do, mm -hmm. following him, obeying him, is, is good. It will heal us and, and him. Yes. That is, oops, sorry, people. I thought you were watching that and you know, like you saw in my show notes in my face. Maybe I'll just, I'll just show show notes instead of the, I'm talking about them. You can read them. No, 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 no. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I had, uh, the reflection I have on this uh, in the book says, everything I had written and was feeling on this day is here. What do we do to God? What do I do to God? And uh, I, under discussion, I, I mentioned part of this earlier, but yes, I have thought about using this poem since we started the podcast, and I just, uh, I wasn't prepared at the time, I wasn't ready, and when I prayed for God to lead me today's poems, this was the first, the first one that I was led to. It was. And I, yeah, I just have to read the news to know that we, we Christians, we, we must be aware of man's past. And God's future plan. And never forget. He is in control. Through all the chaos and tumult. Tumult in the world. And what it has experienced. God is in control. Do you ever wish he had a tighter grasp on it? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. I'm sure there's times I wish I didn't have to go through things. But yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, My, I can understand God to a point in those things that I'm asked to do, but his reasoning, no, because I'm not God. I'm not like, I, I'm created in his image, but I'm not God. I'm, I'm, I'm physically not like God. I, that right. I know of. And again, his ways are not our ways. So I'm not going to understand everything that he does. 
I'm only thankful, or not only, but I am thankful that I know that he is in control. And in the end, he wins. Well, that's the part that gives you peace is the fact that in the end, he wins. Yeah. You know, that's how you can get through a day most days for me. Some days for me is. Well, yeah, that's win. true. That's true. But just think of, just think when you think about all that's happened and all that's happening mm-hmm. today. I guess that's yeah. it for that's it for that one, huh? Should we move on? Yes. Okay. Next one is called After Reading Habakkuk. And it's in God Still Rhymes on page 90. And I'm pretty sure that one because there aren't that many pages in the book. <laughs> Put 190. <laughs> so, we'll start this one here now. God will punish those who oppose him, those who worship false idols as gods, gods of wood, silver, and gold, those who oppress his holy people. But at the same time, the people of God will also suffer at the hands of their oppressors, those who do not believe that he is the God of heaven and above, the earth and the universe around us, the God who breathed life into the first man, Adam. It is by his breath we find our strength through his Holy Spirit. Because we live among unbelievers, we will suffer their hate for us and their hate for God Almighty. Through this suffering we pray, and through our prayer we come closer to God. He hears our petitions, our fears, he knows our weaknesses. Becoming closer to God by seeking him out, we know his will for us and can stand firm in his strength, his love for us knowing that in the end, when the battle no longer rages, we will be with him for eternity. We will be with him for eternity, not in the burning flames of hell. Though living in in an adulterous world, a world that forsakes the one whose image we were made in, we do not reflect the failings of man. We will grow in strength, we will grow in faith, we will grow in love. We will not be the destruction of this world. We will live to see the face of God and forever be with him because he is our God, the one and only God of the universe. You may fight God, you may run from God, but the path will lead you astray, lead you where you may may forever stay. While there is time, seek God. His ways are true. Habakkuk was uh, really struck me. Uh, I'll read. Yeah. My, I'll read my reflection here. It's a little lengthy, but over a week or so, I had read the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament. I wanted to reread the minor prophets since I knew so little about them. After my first read, I knew I wanted to write about this book. It seemed like something that continuously happens throughout history. God's chosen people defeated and suffering at the hands of worshipers of pagan idols. And there is Habakkuk asking God why evil prospered. Then God's explanation to Habakkuk's final prayer. Habakkuk's final prayer. Today we need to pray for God's strength as we face a world that wants to marginalize Christians and God. Though it may seem that evil prospers, our prosperity for eternity has been secured by our faith in Jesus. His death on the cross as a payment for our sins 
all by the grace of God. This may not be very poetic. After my second reading of Habakkuk, I tried to get up from my desk, but I couldn't. I knew why. So I wrote down the words that were given to me. That was all that mattered. Yes, I have tried to put the words into poetic form. And again, as I write, I will not say the words given to me, but the direction I was given. God leads me. There's words I know I get from him, but he leads me through everything as the words I write down. Yeah, and we've had that discussion numerous yeah. times, how you you come up with the poems, but that's a good one. But um, I, I've noticed that you, Habakkuk has really made an impression on you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true today, it's true yesterday, and it'll be true to the end of the age when Jesus returns. Uh, you know, it talks about, um, talks about, oh, uh, the people, the people of God will suffer at the hands of their oppressors, you know, they'll, but God will punish those who oppose him. And, I mean, that's, that's, we have two alternatives in life. Follow God, be saved, follow Satan, and be punished. I mean, it may, we may go through life and have a, think everything's great. You know, I got all these pleasures and all these things are going well for me and I have everything mm -hmm. I want. But there's going to come a day, you're not going to get what you hope you did, would. Yeah, and and it's only through through Jesus that we can have that, and but it just uh, I am uh, I remember I read the late great Planet Earth. A coworker gave me to read it back in the in the, probably the uh, early nineteen eighties, mm -hmm. and that book really hit me, really struck me, and since then I've been interest in Bible prophecy, especially in times prophecy. And right. I just I just see so many things today that are going on in this world that tell me we better be ready. We better be right. ready when you look at what's going on. And when you look as Christians how marginalized we are, and I've mentioned this before, but you know we're we're marginalized. We're called names, and we're not. We want to be. I think if if uh, the majority of people in the world had their choice, we would not just be pushed to the back. We'd be pushed over the edge. Yeah. But you know, God, God being in charge, we're going to still be here, and we're still going to profess our faith and the truth of His Word. Right. And that's what we need to do. I think you're right there. Yeah. I do. Okay. Let's move on. This next one is one of my cell phone notes. Poems. <laughs> and it was written on 9-20 of 2022, and I finished it at 10-14 p.m. And I only like doing that. So I just, because I like it. <laughs> Again, poetic license, right? Oh, uh, yeah. That's at the end. That's not even part of the poem, but 
This okay. one is called Always and Forever. Words to remember, two yet the same, like a burning ember in the cold of night. The warmth of an embrace will always remain. In darkness, he is the light. We shall have no fear as his word we hear. As we reach out our hand, he does understand our human need. So he does feed and nourish our soul so we may reach the goal. Always and in all ways, forever, he will never abandon us if we have Jesus. And through the life we're living in this world today, we need to we need to remember that Jesus. He will light an ember of continual warmth, continued warmth through what can remain in us, and again in the darkness, He is a light. Yeah, yeah, He is, and He. <laughs> yeah, I've talked about it since since uh, coming back to God. I've how I feel the warmth again yeah. mm-hmm. and I can, I can start, I can see a little bit of the light now too. Yeah. Not the light, yeah, that's the, tunnel, but yeah. To the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the last poem is my hope for the church. And this one kind of surprised me in, in picking it. But as I read through it, I understood why, because, um, and Peter's talk just recently talked about the church and the importance of church, the church, the people that are in that building mm-hmm. and what what it means. And uh, this one is in God Still Rhymes on page 67. But as we worship God together and pray together and sing songs of praise to him together, uh, our faith grows. And I've talked a number of times about how, you know, uh, church, you know, reinvigorates me. It uh, lifts me up, and uh, it's always encouraging to be with other Christians, knowing that we're all in the same same boat. Uh, we're sinners, but uh, we're all praying to the same God, the true God. We're, we're praising Him, worshiping Him, and we're doing it together. And it draws us together, and it's also uh, good that we know that there's there is that congregation of people out there and when they walk out the door they're going to be an example of who jesus is in their lives and that you know it just it just doesn't stay inside but it it's um enhanced inside and i know there's a better word for it than enhanced but it 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 grows inside Mm -hmm. So I will stop talking about that and read this one. It's called Under the Steeple. Everyday people under the steeple. Bells are ringing. Voices are singing. Songs of praise for the life he did raise. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, whose life we savor. We live in God's favor, whose love we have stored in each and every heart as we wake and then make the promise of a new start. In his grace, forgiving the life we were living, but Jesus we are raised. In worship he is raised. Our God is good. He understood our fear of belief. He gives us relief in the trouble of life's rubble. He loves us, this Jesus, God's only Son, his Holy One, his, his life sacrifice. We have been made right. We will never die, so we will sing. The bells ring. 
because we are his people gathered under the steeple. With the cross, there is no loss. The lost have been found, making a joyful sound. Yeah. I think of two things when I, th- I think of a steeple. <laughs> yeah. Besides God. I mean, I think of God anyways, but I see a steeple, I think of God. But I think of bells. Yep. And I think of the people inside inside the church. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of. Yeah. Church is good. It is. It's it is. community. It needs to be part of our life. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we struggle less, I believe, when we're with other Christians sharing our faith. I, I think that's probably right. <laughs> okay. You're doing it. You're doing it in person. I've been doing it online lately because I'm still looking for that right place down here. Uh, and But luckily, I get to do online with the same church you're at so yeah well and i'm i'm encouraged by that yeah 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 well next week i'll be watching online because we'll be in mid and babysitting oh so yeah. i can at least take that time during at 10 o'clock and turn the computer on and go to church there you go yep can do that nothing wrong with that yeah well i have to tell you something dave i, I wasn't sure how this was going to go considering the length of the first poem right and I maybe that's because maybe it's that the poems just speak what I wanted to say. I, I they must do that because there wasn't a whole lot to say afterwards. Well, sometimes your poems don't leave a lot or need a lot to be said because you have said it so succinctly that we don't need to. All we need to do is think about it. Yeah. And well, I liked. Don't get me wrong. I loved them all. And yeah, I've. When we first started talking before we started recording, you you said you've been waiting. There's you've been waiting kind of to do this one. That made sense to me once you started reading. Well, and another thing, I I would hope that the uh, the listeners and viewers uh, would, uh, if you haven't, don't have the show notes in front of you, so you're able to read along. If you have them or you don't have them, if you would get them, and I, I would just uh, ask you to read through them and see what you get out of the first two poems especially yes uh so I, I see how you are what strikes you and um, where where that fits into your life today uh, yeah that'd be great and you know what too folks if you do that read those and and go to our website living in god's ryan podcast.com and the little bottom in the corner, there's a little microphone. You click on that and you can leave us a voicemail about what you think about that or anything else. But leave us a voicemail about what you thought about the, what it made you think about those two poems. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who knows? We may put you as the intro to the next podcast. If you do, that. <laughs> we'll put your words up there. Then we'll introduce ourselves. Or we'll let you introduce us or whatever. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But we would love to hear your comments on that. I, I would, I would really like to hear your comments on that. I, cause it's a great, great, it is. It's a great poem. Both of all of them are, but I, I notice a lot of things when you talk about Habakkuk mm-hmm. and you, I just, I don't know. You I know, do. God gives us those surprises every once in a while. Yeah, he does. And that that was something I, uh, you know, as I'm reading, 
I, because I'm, I'm always just curious when you read through the New Testament and there'll be uh, something said from the Old Testament and they'll reference it so you can go back and look at it. Right. But, uh, and I, but I just, in reading that, I wanted to know more of the minor prophets and what they're, what they were prophesying, uh, not just to the the Jewish people of the time of that time, but if there was something related to the end times mm-hmm. also. And uh, this one just, as you can see, it, it struck me like uh, a lot of things in the Bible do, but this one really hit me. And uh, mm-hmm. I just had to sit down and write. And the words, uh, the words came fairly easily. Well, that's you can tell that too. You can. Well, you, I think your words come to you easily, anyways, because you've got a little bit of somebody there pushing you that way. Yeah, he's there. Mm-hmm. He's there always when I'm writing. Yeah, and I, I, you talk about writing. I've talked many times about praying before I write. I right. might come up with a, a title, maybe the two lines of poetry or more, and. Uh, and uh, pray that God leads me through it. What's, what I'm finding interesting with these poems on the uh, on my cell phone app, mm-hmm. notes app, is I don't generally pray before. And I don't always, if I don't pray before, I don't always pray once I start writing. I have written some of them while I'm watching TV. And it's just... God's <laughs> and they don't all come like, especially a few lately if you've seen them uh, don't come back to God There's, uh, a few lately have just been uh, an exercise in rhyme and stupidity uh, not <laughs> stupidity but <laughs> anyway uh, frivolity maybe yeah frivolity just for fun uh, but yes. you know, my majority of them come back to God in the end and I, yeah. I, I just know he's there and it's uh <laughs> It's a good feeling too. But I, when I when I wrote one last week while watching a TV show, I was I thought, Jim, how do you what are you doing? Just get up, go out of the room, and finish this thing. You can hit the rewind button when you come back. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. So I did miss part of what the show was about, which I really in the end I didn't miss anything. Yeah, that's sometimes well, mostly the case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's interesting well folks we're getting to be about that time where I come up and I say don't forget to look at the show notes like Tim was talking about read them uh, read, reread the, the poems that, that Tim has written uh, think about them let us know what you think uh, tell your friends about us uh, we would love for you to tell your friends and have more People listen to the word of God through poetry and Tim. That's a nice phrase, right? Yeah. That should be the name of the subtitle of the podcast. Listen to the word of God through poetry and Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, that's okay. I I understand that. I understand that one, but I I, I don't want to. I don't want to take a hard pass on that one, right? Yeah, I'll take a hard pass on that (laughs) one. Okay. Yeah, folks, don't forget to tell your friends about us. Uh, If you want, leave us a note. Rate us on on the apps. Whatever you want to do, we appreciate anything you do. 
Uh, and that's about it for the day, right? Yeah, that's about that's it. Let's uh, want to close Let's with a close. prayer. I think closing with a prayer would be a great idea. Yes. All right. I'll go through this today then. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer as we end this podcast today. Dave and I thank you for leading us through this day and for leading us into tomorrow. We pray that today has been pleasing to you and honors your glory, Lord. We pray for our listeners and viewers. We pray for their needs, healing of those in need of it, and for the salvation of those who have not yet accepted the gift of your grace through faith. We pray, Lord, for this world in which we live. Father, as Christians, lead us to proclaiming the gospel wherever we are, and may we do so in a loving way. Lead us, Lord, to live our lives in a way that shows that we are not followers of the world, though we live in the world, but we are followers of Christ, though we live in this world. Lead us to the truth of the days we are living in, and Father, we pray for the nation of Ukraine and its people its leaders, those who have fled in the country, and those who are staying to fight the invading army of their enemy, Father. And Father, we pray that uh, their faith and determination not only continues, their faith and determination not only continues, but that it is an example to the entire world of what faith and determination can do. And Lord, pray, Lord, that you prepare us and our listeners for the coming week. We pray that it is you that we live for and you who leads us. As we walk with you this week, may it be your hand clasped around our hand so we may feel the grasp of your love. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen. Amen. And folks, if you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. Don't forget. We are the king's kids, and you'll never get rid of us because we are his with Jesus. God bless you all. Have a great week. God bless, folks. Have a great week. Bye-bye.